0: Hello my friend, coming to you today, feeling a little bit like I'm drowning in boxes (laughs) that are unpacked from our move, but we're here. And I'm excited to chat with you today about practical ways that we can reduce overwhelm. So if you're in a crazy busy season that just feels a little bit overwhelming, a little bit stressful, a little bit chaotic. If you're in a big transition, if you are in a move like me or if there's just a lot of change in your life or a lot of things going on and you've got a lot on your plate. I want to give you some really practical tips to reduce a little bit of the stress and overwhelm, and just to stay more balanced and grounded during this time. So I want these to be simple steps that you can take. The point here is not to add things onto your plate, but literally to simplify things in your life and help you to just focus on what matters most so that you can just cut out all the unnecessary distractions and the things that are really preventing you from experiencing the peace and the joy and the simplicity also of those beautiful aspects of our life that God doesn't want us to miss out on. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So we have gotten through the first part of our next military move as a family. We've moved from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri to Fort Hood, Texas. And My husband and I have to be stationed apart for the next eight months, so for now, I'm on my own with the boys. My mom is here visiting for just this week to help unpack a little bit and get us settled. I feel like this has been a really hard time, but it's also been a time that's full of so many blessings, and it's just this cool dichotomy, and God has been teaching me so many things through this and just stretching me in so many new ways through all the hardships as well as the blessings, and so I'm excited to just keep sharing with you more of all of that. But today I'm just going to come to you with 12 different quick tips that you can implement right away to help reduce a little bit of stress and overwhelm. You know, for us, I know this in this big transition season, a part of the reality is that with so much change, we are all much more on edge emotionally. Like this is a lot for everybody. My three-year-old has been having a lot more frequent meltdowns, tantrums. He's pushing a lot of boundaries, I think even more to try to regain a sort of sense of control with everything changing around him. And he's also been much more, lack of a better word, kind of aggressive with his baby brother. And so... You know, it's really hard because he'll get really mad really quickly about things and he'll, you know, hit or push or throw things. And so it's been really hard on me emotionally, too, in that sense. And I've found myself losing my patience more than usual with how much I'm refereeing between the two while trying to unpack and get us all settled. And so, you know, that's kind of how things are going on our end. But I know just as moms in general, it can be so hard to find this kind of elusive time to rest given all the things that are on our plates and on our to do lists. And so, you know, for me in this time, all these unpacked boxes all around me are these visible reminders of the to do list, right, of all the work that is yet to be done. And it's super uncomfortable and and anxiety inducing, to be very honest, having so much unpacked, but I'm just learning to be patient with myself in the process and actually give myself permission to sit down and to rest too once in a while. So, you know, anybody who's moved recently or who's in the military community with all these frequent moves, you know how much instability it is for the whole family and how hard it is on everyone. So I just, I'm with you. I feel you. And I just want to share from the heart of in the thick of it, some of these things that have been making the transition easier. And I, again, this is going to help anybody who's in a big transition or also just help you feel more balanced and grounded when life is just plain crazy busy, hard, or feels a little bit overwhelming. So let's dive in. Number one. First and so, so important, acknowledge that what you're going through is really hard. <laughs> you know, like some things that I, I try to remind myself is just acknowledging or, or even having mentors and coaches and others who can acknowledge, yeah, this is a lot. This is hard. And so for me, the way I'm, I'm really talking myself through it is like, okay, this is a lot and I'm doing it. It makes sense that I'm more on edge emotionally. It makes sense that my kids are having a hard time and that my toddler's behavior is really difficult. We're going through a lot you know, and and acknowledge it with ands and not buts. Because if we say, oh, this is a lot, but like, it's all good. You know, it, it kind of dismisses and invalidates the hard with this sort of toxic positivity, but allowing space for both with the and I think really helps. And so for me, it's just like a simple way to start is just acknowledging it's hard and it makes sense that I feel more triggered. It makes sense that I feel like I'm on on edge. It, feels, it makes sense that I have less patience, you know? And so all of that is just, we're managing a lot in this season. So if you're in a similar difficult season, just acknowledge the hard. That's the very first thing. Hold space for the emotions of all of it. And I think when it comes to holding space for our emotions, we're oftentimes running away from them or like distracting ourselves from them or throwing ourselves into more busyness or, um, you know, social media or whatever it is to kind of numb ourselves to the emotions. But I I can tell you when you allow yourself the space to actually sit with them for a little bit, allow them to kind of intensify by feeling them, they're going to dissipate and you're going to be able to move through them more instead of them bubbling up into the surface in in negative ways, like spilling over into the way that you are interacting with your husband or interacting with your kids. And if we allow space for them and if we bring them to the Lord, he will really allow them to be channeled in a more healthy direction. So that's what I encourage you to do is hold space for them instead of invalidating the hard. Okay, the next thing is number two, celebrate baby steps of progress. You know, look at the gain and not just the gap. So honor your victories and wins instead of just jumping right to the next thing or focusing on how far you have left to go, how far you are from where you want to be. And so for me, this is like Acknowledge and celebrate every single box opened, like pause for just a second and do a little dance with the kids or take a quick break to refresh or just smile and acknowledge the little win instead of jumping right to the next box. Or maybe for you, you're in your postpartum um, fitness journey and it's like those little wins of adding extra weight or of being able to do something you couldn't do last week. Um, you know, being in a next progression of your recovery. Like, what are those little wins for you that you are just not celebrating because you you don't really want to acknowledge or not necessarily holding space for the progress because you're like, ah, oh, but, it you know, it's not a big deal. No, like, make it a big deal because it is. Like, honor your journey, and you're going to feel much more encouraged. All right, number three, focus on your biggest priorities and one step at a time to reduce overwhelm. So what are the most important things for you? what are your non-negotiables? Can you focus in on those? For me, like this is just like, okay, one box, one room, one space at a time, and the most important or most used rooms in the house so that I can create some spaces and a sense of order and peace instead of just trying to triage the whole entire house at once because that's not reasonable to tackle the entire house at once and it's much easier for me to get discouraged because I'm not seeing progress if I'm doing one little thing in each room at a time I'm not going to see that progress and I'm also going to get really distracted right and so that's just a very simple example but for you what are your biggest priorities what is the one step at a time that you're called to take and that's going to help you reduce overwhelm we don't have to tackle the entire staircase at once what's that first step for you and the thing is god gives us the grace we need for every moment And he's not going to give us all the grace all at once. He gives us each day our daily bread. And same thing with every single moment. He's giving us the grace we need in that exact moment. All right, number four, simplify, 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 simplify. How can you create more space or declutter in your physical environment, in your mind, what's on your plate, in your life in general? Okay, so... You know, seriously, simplifying is such a lost art I think in in our world today because we pile more and more more on and we have more pressure to do more. But for me, this was reducing commitments, saying no to more things, deleting social media apps off my phone for a couple weeks while we prepared for it and actually did our move to reduce distractions and to enable me to be present and to also protect my mental health. And I'm really I've been in this stage of learning more about how to simplify our home and the toys for the kids. Um, And really applying this right away as we're moving in, like a toy rotation, that's huge. And I'm definitely craving more simplicity to cut out unnecessary distractions so that I can be as intentional as God is calling me to be in the things that are most important. So ask yourself, how, how can I create more space in my life, in my environment, in my mind? And truly say no to things. Don't be afraid to say no because it creates more space for the yes that you actually want to give. All right, the next one, I think we're on number five, look for the blessings that God is giving you in the heart. So what is God providing as an opportunity for you to grow more, to lean on him more? What are the gifts in the experience that you're going through? And the biggest one for us has just been these opportunities to be very intentional about the environment that we're setting for our family, for our kids. And it's just this beautiful chance to reset and begin anew change is really, really hard. (laughs) And so for anybody who's in a lot of change, if you're in a big season of transition, if you have a new baby, if you're preparing for a new baby, if you are in a move or in any stage of life that is just different, where you're undergoing a lot of identity shifts as much as a routine shifts, environment shifts, all these things, you know, a new job, maybe God's mercy and grace is so present in new beginnings. And it's just a beautiful chance to Really focus in on what matters most and to cultivate that intentionality. So that's a huge blessing that God might be giving you. So what are those blessings God is giving you right now? All right, number six, give yourself permission to rest or accept God's invitation to rest even when everything isn't done. You are worthy of that, my friend. And so this week for me, it's been seriously like little things. Giving myself permission to sit down for a few minutes uh, for prayer, for journal time, taking the long shower when I finally, you know, get the kids down to bed instead of doing more work that I couldn't get to during the day because I was taking care of them, you know, doing my full skincare routine of literally washing my face and putting on the things that I want to that just make me feel good. Taking a drive with the kids because it gives me a break from managing the chaos a little bit more and helps them calm down too. You know, I think the key here for me at least, and that I notice in my clients that I coach as well, it's, The key is getting more comfortable with the discomfort of surrendering the things on your to-do list to Jesus to take care of, or just entrusting those things to him for a little bit. (laughs) For me, it's unpacked boxes, unchecked tasks on my to-do list, like surrender them to him for a little bit. And that takes a good amount of trust. It takes a little bit of humility, a lot of humility, and you are worthy of rest. He wants you to rest also, and to be able to rest without guilt so we don't have to feel ashamed uh, that we need to rest. We don't have to feel guilty when we are resting. He wants you to rest. So allow your cup to be filled also because then you can much more generously and sustainably actually pour out to the people around you and in the ways that you're called to. Next, number seven, ask for help. There is no shame in needing and asking for or in receiving support from other people. and In fact, I believe it's absolutely necessary as mothers to thrive. So the sooner we can embrace this process of asking for help, of receiving help, the more we open ourselves up to thriving instead of just surviving. And I'm feeling this resistance very much because my neighbors have all been so sweet and they're like, let us know if you need anything. And I'm like, "Uh, I really like don't want to ask you for help because I don't know you that well yet and all that stuff. But the thing is like they offered and it's okay if we ask for help in little and big ways and it doesn't mean that we can't do it, that we're not. Able to do it or it doesn't mean anything about us we don't have to make it mean something about us that it doesn't actually or affect our worth in any way or to mean that we're not strong enough of course you are strong but also there's a level of strength in asking for help that I think is important and there's a courage there that and it's also a gift to the other person who truly desires to help you so think about it in that way all right number eight spend time in nature get outside enjoy the fresh air let it refresh your soul and your kids so you can return to your home and your work or whatever it is with a renewed energy and i know the days that we are just like cooped up in the house more i feel it they feel it everybody feels much more stifled and that's when you know we see a lot more i see my kids fighting a lot more or like the tantrums more and stuff like that and i feel much more on edge as well. So getting out in nature, it's just like it grounds us, you know, getting out. If you can like walk in grass or something like that, get the sun to shine on your face, get some fresh air. It's just going to make you feel a million times better. So just make that a priority at some point in your day. Number nine is that in those moments that you're not the mom that you want to be, you know, and for me, this has been those moments where I've been yelling at Matthew or losing my patience or whatever it is and not as present as I want to be. And I think so many of us default to being very critical of ourselves, right? We beat ourselves up. I'm such a bad mom. I'm a horrible mom. I'm failing my kids. I'm failing as a mom, you know, and then we fall into all that guilt and shame. And then we end up also comparing ourselves to other people and to other people's highlight reel, to be very honest, right? And so I just want to encourage you, instead of falling into the self-criticism Can you offer yourself a little bit more compassion? And the first thing that I really want to encourage you in giving yourself grace, I believe, is less about like pulling it out of nowhere. But it's more so leaning on God's mercy and His grace to allow that to be channeled to yourself and into your own heart. And so ask Him for forgiveness. Lean on Him. And then also lean on him for the grace to reconcile with your kids. And so the first step is compassion. The next one would be connection. So reconnecting with God and reconnecting with your kids to reconcile. And don't be afraid to apologize in that moment. I know, you know, like those moments when this past week, when it's been really hard for Matthew and I, like we've been cuddling to sleep, we're getting ready for bed and just really giving him a hug and saying, you know, Matthew, I know we had some hard moments and you know, mommy wasn't very kind to you. And, you know, I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? And, you know, it's, it's just those really special moments where he's like, yes, of course I'll forgive you because I love you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my heart is just melting. Uh. So, you know, I just reinforced him. I love him no matter what. And like literally say that to him because I want him to know how unconditionally loved he is. I, I really think to being able to give ourselves that compassion, but also to get curious with what's going on beneath the surface because I think we are also invited to have that kind of take a step back and to recognize in those moments where we feel really triggered, we can ask ourselves what needs of mine aren't being met that could be contributing to this and so what's beneath the trigger and I think our triggers really as mothers especially show us where we need to heal much more than where our children need to change or where they need to be fixed. And I really believe this deeply, and this is like worth multiple podcast episodes in and of itself, where we need to tend to what lies beneath the surface of that trigger. That's what it's showing us. There's something that needs to be tended to beneath it when we feel triggered. And this has just been so pivotal in my own journey as a mother and my healing journey. And I think motherhood has truly exposed me to so many ways that I really do need to heal just as a person in order to become the mother that I'm called to be. And so it's that deep connection with God, with ourself that allows us to show up how we want to, to our children and other people can help us heal too. And I really believe this is the journey that I'm on with the ladies in my group coaching community and that I'm on with the, the women that I am being coached by and with the Lord. I mean, truly, I, I believe that healed women help heal the world. And that begins within ourselves and within the walls of our own home and in our families. And so, you know, once we're aware of that, once we can recognize those triggers and we can really explore with curiosity and compassion what lies beneath the surface. And then we make the decision to prioritize those things so that we're not running on fumes. We're able to stay much more grounded and at peace because we are filled first and we are whole first. And that's the place in which we are showing up to our kids from. So I really encourage you to explore that. And this is what I can help guide you in. In my group coaching community, and/or one-on-one if that's the setting that you would prefer to do so in. Next, number 10 life-giving movement. So here, let go of the all-or-nothing mindsets with regards to fitness. So they're not gonna serve you right now when you're in a really overwhelming season, when you're in a big transition. Give yourself grace and listen to what your body actually needs. And it is perfectly okay, my friend, if that is a walk or a 10 to 15 minute workout or a rest day or a few or scaling back from your normal routine or that level of intensity that you would usually do for this temporary season so that you can prioritize taking care of yourself in other ways too. You know and i know for me it's like it's easy to feel like something's wrong with us or guilty or we're falling off track if we're not continuing our consistency but the thing is we we sometimes have to take that step back and focus in on what else do we need to carve out some space for and i know for me when i'm unpacking and doing all these things it's super physical and so i have to also give myself grace for what are all the things that i'm physically that are physically demanded of me throughout the day and in this season that are also taking energy and how can I complement that with my workouts instead of taking away from it or adding on you know extra burdens I don't really need to carry you know what I mean and so and I think sometimes when we take a break especially when we're in a hard season we take a little break and we come back into it we can have this renewed sense of energy and a renewed emphasis on our why we're more grounded in our why we have a we're not burnt out from trying to maintain at all costs you know what I mean so Focus on life-giving movement and let go of the all-or-nothing mindsets and think about what's actually going to serve you holistically. Number 11, start the day with a nutritious breakfast. Really prioritize this. I know it's it's so in our busy lives, it can fall to the wayside, but especially high in protein, I would say it's going to make you feel fuller longer and do not underestimate what a good nutritious breakfast is going to do for your energy levels and your mood, especially after being up throughout the night with babies. Like seriously, when I start the day with a good breakfast, I feel a million times better. It gives me that energy. And I know for me, especially making sure that I am eating every two hours or so, especially when I'm nursing or I'm pumping around the clock, which I still am. William's a little over a year, but I'm still nursing him often or pumping. And so just given how much my body is already expending in energy, I just need to eat a lot. Just listen to your body in that way and make sure you're doing those little things to take care of yourself, like eating. And then the last thing I would say that is going to help you reduce the overwhelm is just remembering that God is with you in it all. He's always with you. And even when we don't feel his presence, he's, he's able to bring good through all things, even in our deepest pain, even in our woundedness and our brokenness and whatever hardships we are going through. So keep allowing him to work through your suffering, whatever that may be. And he doesn't promise that things are going to be easy for us. In fact, he, he promises the opposite, right? But he does promise to always be with us no matter what. So I pray that these 12 tips, they're they're pretty simple, but they oftentimes, we can overlook them or we can neglect them. They can fall to the back burner when things get crazy. And so just pull them back into focus for yourself and start implementing them right away. And again, reduce whatever barriers it is for yourself. And you're going to see some, like, these are little things that make a huge difference. For more like this, for more help, you know, whenever you're feeling like the stress and chaos of your circumstances and everything you're balancing is stealing your peace, make sure that you've downloaded my Overcome the Overwhelm free guide if you haven't already. And then go ahead and listen to some of the other podcast episodes that are on similar topics related to whatever you're going through personally. And then if you want a community of like-minded women to support you, to walk with you on your journey... Whether it's in work-life balance, whether it's in your relationship with yourself and your body postpartum, whether it's in um, you know, how to find the elusive time to rest as a mother, whether it's just being less hard on yourself and learning how to do so and inviting God in more. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, growth-minded women to have deep conversations with, if you're craving more meaningful friendship, either within the military community um, as an entrepreneur or beyond, then I invite you to join us in my group coaching program, Renew. We meet every single Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time over Zoom. I just want to invite you to... So for example, this last session on Sunday, we talked about body image. We talked about how our inner dialogue, our inner critic, and the language that we use about our bodies has been shaped by our past by our families and the way that our you know mothers talk about their bodies about you know multiple generations it's been passed down and how society has formed our body image as well and it's something that so many of us struggle with but feel so alone in i think especially as moms and so we're healing in such important ways in this area within my group program and it's just beautiful to be on the journey together and another thing that we talked deeply about was how to find more balance and more time to rest and particularly in how to build life-giving routines and rhythms so that we don't feel like we're thrown in our day or just like our chaos of our day is managing us, but that we really feel more freedom and peace and able to be present to the people and the things that matter most to us. And we feel less spread a million directions or like we're always behind or just trying to keep up. And so if those things are resonating with you, then I bet you would fit right into this community because this is truly, we take the space in and carve out the space every single week to have these deep dive conversations. And it's just so fruitful and so life-giving and it is truly the highlight of my week every single time and every single one of us walks away just feeling so renewed and refreshed just deep within our soul. And so if you want to explore, if this is the right fit for you, if you want to just join us for a session, I would love to have you, you know, no pressure, but it could just help you discern if this is a good fit for you. So you're always welcome. Just reach out to me and let me know. You can reach out to me by email. My email will be below in the show notes, or you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at arm to the heart. This is a small community. It's an intimate community of women. We lift each other up. We pray for each other. We pray with each other every single time. And it's just, oh, it's been such an answer prayer for me and so many of the women who have been a part of it. So I invite you to join us. I'm lifting you up, sister, praying for you, and I will talk to you soon.